Thank you, Drew, for reading our scripture, and thank you for being here today. It's a beautiful day. We're grateful to begin the new year here together, and we pray that it's going to be a great year. I know many of us are glad to say goodbye to 2020. Uh, not sure what 2021 holds, but uh, we'll forge ahead. If you're here today and you're visiting, we want to welcome you. We always appreciate those of you who visit. Very grateful that you've chosen to be here. If you're looking for a church home, as always, we want you to know that we'd love to have you here. We've had a number of folks that have cast their lot with us this year, and we're grateful for that, or cast their lot with us last year, I guess. And uh, we look forward to working with them in 2021. We look forward to working together, and we pray for a great, great year. Today we're going to be talking about some keys to a successful new year. I want to begin today by asking this question. What are your resolutions for 2021? What have you identified that you want to do or accomplish in the new year? Maybe you have decided that professionally you want to move to another realm, take things in a different direction. Academically, maybe you have some goals in mind that you want to try to succeed in that area. Might be the case that, materially speaking, monetarily speaking, you have set aside some goals that you hope to accomplish in 2021. What about spiritually speaking? Is there anything that you have identified that you want to try to do better in the coming year? Any specific goals that you have in mind? that you've set aside and said, you know what, in 2021, I'm going to accomplish these objectives. What I want to do this morning is talk about some keys that I believe will enable us collectively, individually, to succeed in the new year. After all, we all want to be a success. We all want to be a success. Our goal is to prosper, to enjoy good health, etc., so how do we get to where we want to be in the new year? Let me begin by saying, first and foremost, in my mind, there needs to be resolve. You've got to decide, you've got to decide what you want to accomplish, where you want to be. If there are things that you need to lay aside, if there are things that you need to do better, that decision rests upon your, sh your shoulders. So I want to begin today by, first of all, talking about resolve. And I want to suggest that as we embark upon 2021, you resolve to begin the new year in Christ. You may be here today and you're not a Christian. You've never obeyed the gospel. You've thought about it. You know the importance of being in Christ. The passage read a moment ago, Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus, with eternal glory. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. You understand, and I think we need to all understand, 
Outside Jesus Christ, there is no hope. Not long ago, I had the opportunity to read some excerpts taken from the sinking of the Titanic. I can't imagine being on that so-called unsinkable ship. But imagine if you can, the wealthy, all the people that were on board that ship when they realized their plight. We're going down. For many of those people, there was no hope, males in particular. They had no hope. They were going down into incredibly chilly waters. The possibility of survival, next to none. Some did make it. But imagine standing on that deck, and you know, despite whatever accomplishments, whatever monetary gains you've made, whatever material things you've accumulated in life, all of that is now irrelevant. You're going to die. Did you know you're going to die at some point in time in this world? The Hebrew writer said, It is appointed that a man wants to die. After this cometh the judgment. You can't afford to die outside of Christ. If you die outside of Christ, you will be forever lost. That's why to begin the new year in Christ. There are a lot of folks that began 2020 that are not here today to talk about the opportunities that lay ahead. Why? Because they died. Who's to say that any one of us will be here when 2022 rolls around? So what about you? Are you in Christ? You know, in 1963, in November of 1963, President John F. Kennedy was in Dallas, Texas. The last words that he ever heard, according to what I've read, Governor Connolly's wife said to him, Mr. President, they sure love you in Dallas. Now think about that for a minute. The adulation of the crowd. You're the President of the United States of America. And the people love you. And they're expressing their love for you. And just like that, shots fired. Another shot's fired. And President Kennedy is in eternity. Do you remember in Luke 16, the Bible talks about the rich man? And the Bible said that he lifted up his eyes being in torment. I wonder how many people have stepped out into eternity only to lift up their eyes in torment and to think, what am I doing here? How in the world did I get here? Could that be you? You know, the Bible says that those who die outside of Christ 
Those who are outside a covenant relationship with God, they're without hope and without God in this world. To say I'm sorry, to say I was wrong on the day of judgment, too late. Too late for apologies. Today Jesus can be your Savior, but one day He'll be your judge. What would you need to do? You need to believe Jesus is the Son of God. You need to believe that He is the divine Son of Almighty God. Because Jesus said, if, except you believe that I am He, you'll die in your sins. And Jesus said, if you die in your sins where I am, there you cannot come. You need to repent of your sins. The Bible says in Acts chapter 17, God commands all men everywhere to repent. That is a universal command. And then you need, to be, you need to be baptized into Jesus Christ so that all your sins can be washed away. And let God put you in the church because the church is the house of the saved, Ephesians 5.23. If you're not in the church, you're not among the saved. If you're not in Christ, you're not among the saved. How do you get into Christ? You're baptized into Jesus Christ. Listen to Paul, Galatians chapter 3. You're all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Could it be that you're here today? and You've been immersed in water, but you're not faithful. You haven't been faithful for a long time. You haven't put the Lord first in your life. You know, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. You haven't loved God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. He hasn't been the hub of your life. Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2 talks about those who have gone back into the world. They have forsaken the right way. You want to begin 2021 on the right foot? You need to be restored. You need to come home to God. To be like the prodigal who comes to his or her senses. To recognize that you're drifting in the world. Look, if you're a child of God and you have left the Lord and you die in that condition, Peter said it would have been, wor it would have been better for you not to have known the way of righteousness than after having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto you. Can you imagine? Standing before God one day, having been a baptized believer, having been a member of the body of Christ, only to hear the Lord say, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. No reason for that to happen. I want to encourage you to begin the new year in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. In other words, make Him the hub of your life in 2021. We sing the song, Jesus is my everything. Today can be a new beginning for you. To start the new year right to be right with God. Isn't that what it's all about? 
You know, we preach and teach and we encourage and try to persuade. Sometimes people respond. Sometimes it falls on deaf ears. Ultimately, each and every one of us, we have to determine what course we're going to take in life. It's up to us. So what course will you take in this life? Secondly, relinquish. I want to encourage you to relinquish your past in 2021. Past faults and past failures. Let's talk for a minute about our faults. No one perfect. There are times in life when we make mistakes, we fall short. We don't live up to the ideal, the expectations set forth in Scripture. So we stumble and fall. And so many times in this world when we make bad decisions, we carry that baggage around with us day in, day out. What I want to encourage us to do is to leave the baggage from 2020, leave it in the past. If you're a child of God, listen to what John said. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you're a child of God and you have fallen short of what God expects in your life and you've asked Him to forgive you, you've turned from whatever mistake was made in your life, you're trying to do better, you're trying to walk in the light, as John talks about in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Don't keep beating yourself up over the past. Philippians chapter 3, Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. Paul had a lot of baggage. When he wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, he talked about when, as a zealous Jew, he had been a persecutor, a blasphemer, an insolent man, he said, but I did it ignorantly in unbelief. You think about some of the things that you've done that you're not proud of. If you've asked God to forgive you, move on. Let it go. Nothing we can do to change the past. No sense in piling on. When you think about the covenant that we live under today, the Hebrew writer said, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness, their sins and their iniquities. I will remember, listen to him, no more. If God has forgiven us, if God says He'll forget what's in the past, then why do we continue to remind ourselves of our blunders and failures in life? Have you failed in anything over the course of the last year? I've made my share of mistakes. Are there things that you intended to do, you tried to do to the best of your ability, and the bottom line, you failed? Hard to take, isn't it? I don't know anyone that likes to fail. We all want to be successful. We all want to be prosperous in life. And yet the hard truth of the matter is, sometimes we just don't measure up. Paul said, I forget those things which are behind and reach forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Don't lose sight of what's ahead. As a child of God, our goal, our aim in life is what? It's heaven, isn't it? Our goal is to one day be with the Lord. We serve the Lord today so that we can be with Him one day. 
Number one, resolve. Make some resolutions. Resolve you're going to begin 2021 in Christ, with Christ, and for Christ. Number two, relinquish. Relinquish your past failures and your past faults. Let them go. Look, there have been times when we've all made mistakes. Are there things in life that sometimes we regret? Decisions that we've made. At some point in time, we've done our best. We've made, we've made mistakes. If we could do it over again, we would do it over. But look, we can't. Let it go. Let it go. Number three. Revive. You know, the psalmist said in Psalm 85, verse 6, Will you not revive us again? As we approach 2021, as we begin this new year, could I encourage all of us, all of us, to revive. Revive our attitude as members of the kingdom of God. To number one, determine today. Over the course of the next year, we're going to be strong in the Lord. Isn't that what Paul said? Didn't Paul write in Ephesians chapter 6, Be strong in the Lord in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why, Paul? That you might be able to stand against the wiles, the schemes of the devil. Now in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, Paul said, Neither give place, neither give opportunity to the devil. Don't let him get any more real estate in your life. How do you do that? You've got to be strong in the Lord, don't you? To say right now, this year, I'm going to be strong. When Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Paul talked about standing fast in the faith. And he said, be brave, be strong. Look around in the world that we live in today. Man, we're in, the, we're in a world full of darkness, aren't we? Didn't John say the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one? This world is engulfed in spiritual darkness. Here we are, God's children. We're trying to move upstream in a downstream world. You're going to have to have spiritual strength if you're going to survive in this world. You remember Jesus said in John chapter 3, light has come into the world, but men love darkness rather than light. The world that we're living in is full of darkness. So what we've got to do is be strong in the Lord. And not just strong in the Lord, but we've got to take a stand for the Lord. Think about this. All that is necessary for evil to triumph in this world is for good people just like you and me to do nothing. God has blessed us immensely in this country. God has given us a good mind, a good body, and we can be a voice for truth in a lost and dying world. You know what this world needs today? The world in which we live, this country needs a healthy dose of righteousness. Didn't Solomon say, righteousness exalts a nation, 
But sin is a reproach unto any people. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, we're to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. We're to be people that make a difference in this world, are we not? So you think about taking a stand for righteousness in this world. Hear Paul in Ephesians chapter 5. Paul said, you were once darkness, but now are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. In verse 11 he said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But now listen to what he said. But rather reprove them. Will you be a voice for truth in 2021? Can God depend on you to stand firm in the faith? to be strong, and to take a stand? Don't you like the apostles? I mean, don't you admire their tenacity, their consecration to God, their courage? You remember when Peter and John were charged not to speak at all in the name of Christ? Listen, they threw the gauntlet down. They said, we can't but speak the things we've seen and heard. The things that God has blessed us with in this world ought to be such that we cannot be muzzled no matter what and then be steadfast in the Lord. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. As much as you know that your labor is not vain in the Lord, to be steadfast, the devil's going to come after you. He's going to do everything in his power to push you around, to circumvent your faith. What you've got to decide is you're going to be steadfast and loyal to God. You're not going to be moved around and shoved around. You're going to stand fast in the Lord, as Paul talked about. There's another thought. 2021, I want to encourage you to rejoice. When Paul wrote to the saints in Philippi, do you know where he was? Paul was in a Roman prison cell. And Paul wrote in, a, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, listen to him. Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say rejoice. You know, there are a lot of boo birds in our world. And sometimes even those in the church tend to be negative and pessimistic. It's more about what they don't have than what they have. I want to encourage you over the course of this next year, every single day, find something to rejoice about. You think about who we are. And you think about whose we are. We belong to God, don't we? Didn't Paul say in Ephesians 1-3, God has lavished upon us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places? You think about how abundantly God has blessed you in this life, and you can't find one thing to rejoice about every day? Despite your pain, despite your heartache, despite your suffering, Despite your illness, despite your disease, there's got to be something in life that you can get down on your knees and thank God for. 
James said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. God has blessed us immensely. You think about, we are forgiven people, aren't we? As forgiven people, we have a future, don't we? Look, I know there are a lot of things that are going on in our world that are negative, that don't bring a lot of joy to us, but as a child of God, we're not like the world. We don't think like the world. We don't act like the world, do we? The world doesn't govern my thinking. The world doesn't dictate how I look at life. Why? Because I'm a child of God. Because I belong to the King. Because I have a royal bloodline. I am a joint heir with Christ. I'm an heir of God. So you think about how blessed you are. Tell me that there is not something that you can get down on your knees and thank God for this year. Find something to smile about. Find something that will bring you a measure of happiness in this life. Thank God for it. And then finally, remember. Which brings me to the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Solomon in that book puts life into perspective. He had the ability to look at life from a lot of different angles. When Solomon wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon recounts all the things that he's enjoyed in this life. And let me tell you what, the guy had it all. I mean, he had everything. I mean, he was an amazing individual from the vantage point that he had everything this world had to offer. But there was still something lacking. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 Listen to what Solomon says as he begins this chapter. Remember. Remember. Remember what, Sol Remember what Solomon? Remember your Creator. I wonder why he said that. Because Solomon knew it's easy to forget about the one who created us. It's easy to get so caught up in the mundane things of life that we forget about what's really important. Solomon said, I want to tell you what, you need to remember your Creator. We live in a material world, a transitory world. We live in a world that defines success far different than what the Bible defines success. Solomon said, I want to tell you something. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've gleaned from my studies. You need to remember your Creator. When, Solomon, when? Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. We got a lot of young folks here. Why do you think Solomon said the time to begin, the time to begin serving God is when you're young? You think there's a reason for that? I think so. Because Solomon well knew that as we get older in life, we become set in our ways, don't we? It's one thing to pour concrete, and I've done it as some of you have. Hard work. You pour the concrete and it's wet. But then, what happens? Once it, once it begins to set, 
It's going to take a jackhammer to break it up. Solomon is saying, if you don't remember your Creator when you're young, chances are as you get older, you might not think about spiritual things. You might not be interested in the God of heaven and earth. You need to remember Him. Let me ask this question. Why do you think he said remember? Why? I mean, why? Don't you think that's, a, don't you think that's an important question? Solomon said, here's what I want you to do. Here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Let me tell you what life's all about. Let me put it into perspective for you. Fear God and keep His commandments. For this is the whole of man. Some translations say, this is man's all. You know what Solomon's saying is, you want to know what life's about. It's not about things, not about power, not about, not about a lot of things about living for God. Let me tell you why. Because in verse 14 he said, God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. The Council of Solomon, spot on. Why do we need to remember the Creator? Oh, because God's going to hold me accountable for how I live in this life. I might, not, I might not think that. I might dismiss that, but to understand, there is coming a day when I'll stand before the judge of all the earth, and as Abraham acknowledged centuries ago, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? God's going to do what's right. The question is not, will God do what's right? The question is, will we do what's right? So that when we stand before Him, we hear Him say to us, Well done, good and faithful servant. I want you to have a great year. I want to have a great year. We all want to be successful and prosperous. We want God to bless us. Let me tell you what. If you'll follow if you'll follow what the Bible has to say, I promise you this, God will bless you. That's a fact. You do what God says to do in your life, and He'll bless you. Remember Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 when God instructed him in the long ago to meditate on His Word day and night, not to turn to the right or to the left? He said, Joshua, if you will do this, He said, you will have Good success. He said, you'll make your way prosperous. That's the key right there. Today I want to ask you, are you a Christian? Have you been baptized into Jesus Christ? Don't let anybody tell you you don't need to be baptized into Christ. Don't let anybody tell you you don't need to be a member of the Lord's church because you do if you want to go to heaven. Don't let anybody tell you you don't need to be faithful if you want to go to heaven, because you do. Where do you stack up? The Bible still reads, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God is interested in you. If you are lost, if I am lost. It's not God's fault. It won't be His fault at all. 
responsibility will rest upon my shoulders and upon your shoulders. Could I encourage you? If you haven't obeyed the gospel, do that today. Begin the new year in Christ. Begin on the right foot. If you're here today and you're not faithful to His cause, look, brand new year. God's blessed you with the opportunity to see 2021. A lot of folks didn't get to see it. You're here today. You've got the opportunity. Don't leave here today un, well, don't leave here today unfaithful and die in that condition. Can't afford that. Won't you come as we stand and sing?